2020 was certainly an unexpected year in mixed martial arts, and in just about every other way. But we did manage to get five of the fights from our 2019 most needed list, so I guess the year wasn't all that bad, huh? Nah, it's been a nightmare. But don't drown your sorrows in some eggnog just yet. Let's stop talking about the past and start talking about the future. Specifically, the fights we want, no, we need to see in the coming year. Now, I'm not talking about bouts that are pretty much a lock or already announced. For example, Figueredo Moreno 2 or Usman Burns. These are fights that are either hung up in some way or have not yet materialized, but we desperately hope for in the next year. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are the top 10 fights we need to see in 2021. Number 10, Yoel Romero versus Rumble Johnson. With the shocking and unexpected release of everyone's favorite 43-year-old superhuman Yoel Romero by the UFC, we all knew it was only a matter of time before another major promotion picked him up, and of course Scott Coker couldn't possibly resist. The over-40 crowd is his jam, and very few at that age can go like Romero can. With the Soldier of God now dropped into Bellator's talent pool, there are certainly fights that make sense and would be interesting. For instance, Gegard Masasi, should Romero decide he wants to stay at middleweight. We think Yoel suffered enough from his weight cuts, though. Let's see him at 205 pounds, and if he's going to compete at that weight, the MMA gods demand that his first opponent be the other recent big-name Bellator acquisition, Rumble fucking Johnson. The level of violence in that potential matchup is enough to appease the most just-bleed among us. We all know that if Romero wanted to use his Olympic-level wrestling to take the fight with Johnson to the ground, he absolutely could. But that's not what he's going to do because he loves the Diddy boxing. These two are going to slug it out in what could end up being another classic like Yoel's fights with Costa and Whitaker. It just makes sense. It even has that spectacle element to it, and we all know Scott Coker loves him some spectacle. Let's have some fun in 2021. Number 9. Cyril Gan versus Francis Ngannou is there anything better in mixed martial arts than forcing two people who don't want to fight each other because of their relationship to engage in violent combat because the thing they want the most in the world is on the line? What the hell is wrong with us? French standout heavyweight Cyril Gan just battered former champion Junior Dos Santos at UFC 256. With four straight wins in the promotion, this monster of a man finds himself at seventh in the overall heavyweight rankings. His former teammate and fellow super freak Francis Ngannou sits at number one. No matter how good their friendship may be, having come up together in the MMA factory gym, the same issue will eventually arise that plagued Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton Jr. If one of you is champion, how is the other going to be champion? It's a predicament that looks to be rapidly approaching, and for the sake of MMA fans everywhere, let's hope it happens in 2021. Gon said he would fight his former teammate, but under one stipulation, it'd be for that sweet, sweet gold. Ngannou is likely fighting Stipe Miocic in the spring. If he wins, one piece of that two-piece puzzle is in place. All that would need to happen next is Cyril beat a top heavyweight in dramatic fashion, maybe on the same card let's say Alistair Overeem, boom. We have one of the most awesome heavyweight title fights ever. Number 8. Hamzat Shumayev versus Kevin Holland it's the fight you couldn't have possibly known you wanted so badly until the briefest of glimpses of its potential were considered during UFC 256, and now it's one of the only fights we absolutely need to happen this coming year. After knocking out Jacare Souza in a way I didn't even know was possible to finish 2020 with five straight wins, which is a UFC record, four finishes, three performance bonuses, and arguably fighter of the year honors, Kevin Holland hinted in his post-fight interview about scrapping with another standout from the year, Hamzat Shemaev, just a week later. Now, of course, that fight didn't happen and the Chechen Wolf is likely going to have his hands full when he takes on the most overlooked fighter in existence, Leon Edwards, on January 20th. Hopefully. Why'd you just say that? Why'd you just say that? Wait, 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 wait. 
What we're doing is we're going to push that fight back. But however that fight turns out, be it a big win that shoots Jemayev into the title picture at welterweight, or he falls short and wants to try his hand at middleweight again, these two prospects are some of the most exciting and dynamic we've seen in the UFC in a long time, and it would be absolute fireworks to get them in the cage together sometime in 2021. They're both clearly headed for the moon here, but whether their stars align in a super fight where both men are champions in their respective divisions, or somebody drops out and one of them is game on three days notice, Hamzat versus Holland will be an absolute banger. Number 7. Weili Zhang versus Rose Nama Yunus Way back in early March, before people really understood that life as we know it is over, Weili Zhang and Joanna Violence put on the greatest fight in the history of the female divisions, one of the greatest fights in UFC history, period. A back-and-forth battle for five whole rounds, Yin Jacek looked like she was from another planet by the end of it. Strawweight is simply fire at the very top, which is why, despite Dana White's recent comments that Rose Namajunas doesn't want the title, whatever that means, we feel fairly confident that she most certainly does, and that a fight between the former champion and the current one could be as good, if not better, better than the all-time classic from UFC 248. Rose is in prime position for this bout right now. It just makes the most sense and has the most potential of any fight in the division. Mama Yunus is coming off her fight of the night avenging victory over Jessica Andrade. We've seen twice what she can do to Joanna when she's on her A-game. This fight would almost certainly be pure awesomeness on the feet for 25 minutes. The sport needs this fight. We need this fight. 2021 needs this fight. Carla Esparza can challenge afterwards, but for now, to quote Drax, Give me what I want! Number 6. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. Given what he's accomplished in just a few years in the UFC, Alexander Volkanovsky should be a much bigger deal right now. He's on a nine-fight win streak, he took the featherweight title from the king himself, Max Holloway, and then defended it a second time against Blessed at UFC 251. But those two fights were so close, fans couldn't make heads or tails of them, and the second fight in particular wasn't exactly exciting. So much so that even though many felt Max won, there's been some hesitance about the idea of a trilogy fight because we didn't want the same boring outcome in a third meeting. It's taken a little bit of wind out of the sails of Volkanovski. The solution is Brian Ortega. T-City makes everything better. The lead-up to his epic record-breaking fight of the year title bout with Holloway at 231 came off seven straight finishes with four of the night bonuses. Ortega's fights are generally speaking spectacular, and he's a serious threat, as was evident by his incredible performance over Korean Zombie in October. If he has an absolute classic with Volkanovski like he did Max, it could be exactly what the champ needs to get people excited about him in the cage again. Not that he couldn't lose, that would of course be bad. But the point I'm trying to make is, with Brian's style, the fight really could be one for the books, and we need to see it in the coming year. Number 5. Amanda Nunes versus Valentina Shevchenko 3 that's right, we're putting the damn thing on the list again because we requested it last year and we didn't get it. What did Valentina Shevchenko do in 2020? She defended her flyweight title twice. What did Amanda Nunes do in 2020? She defended her featherweight title once. Great, awesome, those are all fantastic wins. Why in the hell did we not book Nunes versus Shevchenko 3? It's still very much the most compelling fight in the women's divisions. Although a bout between Weili Zhang and Valentina could be incredible as well, maybe later in 2021 if there's time. For now, let's focus on getting the two greatest female fighters in the world, arguably of all time, back in the cage for a third bout, please, thank you. Their first fight was a clear win for the Lioness, although the Bull did have a solid third round. The second fight was razor thin, that was the one where the bantamweight title was on the line at UFC 215. One judge had it 48-47 for Shevchenko, and so did a lot of other people watching. They're the only losses Valentina has suffered in the UFC. Amanda hasn't lost since 2014, I'm sure at this point retirement is making more and more sense. Before it's too late, get these two in the octagon one last time, and and give a definitive ending to their series. Number 4. Colby Covington vs. Jorge Masvidal 
It sounds like the plot of a bad action movie. Former best friends and training partners who spent years of their lives together turn on each other and are forced to settle their differences in an eight-sided cage. But let's get real here. Everybody wants to see Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. It's been on the MMA community's lips since 2019 when the two were skyrocketing to the top of the welterweight division and it became apparent there were issues between the American top team talents. Since then, Colby has left ATT. Both men had their shots at Kamaru Usman and came up short. 2021 is the perfect time for this beef to get settled in the cage. Stylistically, it might seem as if this fight could be similar to Jorge's title challenge against Usman, but Covington has shown he's more than comfortable pushing the pace on the feet against a striker, and you just know there's nothing Colby would rather do than outperform Masvidal in a stand-up battle. These two know each other like the back of their hands. It really has the potential to be one of the more compelling dramas of the year. And should either man win big, the future implications are massive. There have been talks in late 2020, but right now it's radio silent. Seal the deal on this one, Dana. Don't let it slip away. Number 3. Habib Nurmagomedov vs. Charles Oliveira I know, Habib is retired, and Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter, was definitely the final chapter. There weren't eight more entries in the franchise. Look, if the eagle is going to fly again, who could the man possibly fight to make the return worth it? Of course, in some sort of magical reality, it would be a primed George St. Pierre. But a far more realistic, and I would argue compelling bout, is Charles Oliveira. He's really the last great adventure for Habib. The champion has defeated McGregor, Poirier, and Gaethje. Tony is off the table. There is nobody but Dubronx, which is not to say he's just the leftovers of the division. In fact, this fight could be the best saved for last. Oliveira's eight-fight win streak that culminated in his domination of Tony Ferguson saw seven finishes, six of the nine bonuses, and he broke the record for most submissions in UFC history. The unique problem that Charles presents on the ground, even from his back, makes this fight with Habib all the more compelling, considering so much of Nurmagomedov's game is ground-based. And if the fight were to stay standing, Oliveira is a more than capable striker. It's possible Dubronx has the only combination of skills that could beat Habib which is why it would be the perfect capstone fight for his 30th win. Number 2. Israel Adesanya vs. John Jones Dana White has already said it's the number one fight to make in 2021, and if DFW wants a fight done, it's going to happen, unless Fedor is involved. But he's not this time. Instead, it's a rivalry that's been building to a fever pitch on social media and in interviews for some time now. Middleweight champion Israel Adesanya versus former light heavyweight champion John Jones. At least that's their status for now. Depending on when this fight happens, both of these guys could be in even more rarefied air than they already occupy. Izzy is just about booked officially to fight Jan Blachowicz for the light heavyweight title sometime in the early year. If Adesanya wins and holds the title in the division JBJ built his legacy in, that just adds an entirely new layer to an already white-hot feud. It elevates Stylebender to a level of prestige that nearly puts this fight on equal footing with a bout between Jones and Stipe Miocic, another fight that could happen in 2021. More on that in the next entry. If John wins that fight and they both come into this bout with hardware, we're talking pay-per-view records getting shattered. This thing, which is already huge, would blow up bigger than the Death Star. Stylistically, these two genius-level strikers could really put on a show, but of course the build-up would be insane. If 2021 wants us to forget 2020, this fight happening is a good start. Number 1. John Jones vs. Stipe Miocic I'm not sure if you've been keeping up with John Jones's recent social media, but he's back on that Super Shredder plan. In fact, he looks bigger than ever. His posts claim he's walking around at 240, and he looks every single bit of it. The greatest of all time is gearing up for a much-anticipated run at heavyweight. It's why he vacated his 205-pound title after all. And there's absolutely no other fight to make than Stipe Miocic. Yes, Francis Ngannou deserves his title shot, and like we said, it looks like he'll get it sometime in March. But JBJ absolutely gets to cut the line at heavyweight. I'm so sorry, Curtis Blades, 
fans. It's just that fights like this don't come around very often. We're talking about arguably the best fighter ever versus arguably the best heavyweight ever. These are two of the best to ever do it, and to pass up on that because Jones hasn't ever fought at heavyweight and needs to prove himself somehow, I'm sorry, that's just stupid. We've lost way too many fights over the years because of short-sighted booking. If John Jones is going to fight at heavyweight, it needs to be Stipe. Now, of course, it's possible that Ngannou takes the title before then. One uppercut is all it's gonna take, and if that's the case, put Johnny in with the Predator. But if Miocic wins the rematch, there is literally not a bigger fight that can be made in the entire sport. This video was chopped together by our newest editor, the man himself, Clay, from Uncle Joey MMA. You can follow him on YouTube and Twitter at Uncle Joey MMA. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page at Ben Rosette. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.